Lead Well. Welcome to the Lead Well podcast, where we're growing the whole leader, sharpening leadership skills while strengthening the heart and leadership. Let's lead well. Welcome to the Lead Well podcast. I am your host this week, Corey Bowie, and I'm so excited to have you here joining us. We are going to be joined by one of my good friends and somewhat like a mentor to me, my good friend, Pastor Olin Holly. What's up, Pastor? Corey, how you doing, sir? I am doing, doing well, man. So glad to have you here. Pastor Olin is a great leader here. He is an executive pastor of Guest Experience and Pastoral Care here at Victory Church, and he has been around Victory for a, a good minute, right? About 19 years. 19 years. 19 years and on staff for about 12. That is amazing. So look, tell, tell the people a little bit about who you are, where you come from. Well, for all my good folks from the South, I'm from the great state of South CAC, or to decode that, Corey, I mean South Carolina, for those uh, who don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> grew up near the wonderful city of Charleston, South Carolina. Ooh, that's and, beautiful. Uh, grew up there, and uh, from there, I went to the uh, great university of South Carolina, not that one, the one that's called Clemson University, and ah. so uh, that, that, that that is the University of South Carolina, for gotcha. those who are wondering. Okay. Uh, had a chance to attend college there, and uh, my background there was in engineering, ah. and uh, from there, uh, Corey, I went into the marketplace and uh, spent 21 years as an engineer with Hewlett Packard, uh, but while I was doing all of those cool things... Uh, uh, I messed around and came to Victory, at that time, Victory World Church. Ah, right. And uh, ended up uh, serving here and just uh, growing as a Christian uh, during that season. And uh, ended up uh, just having some really good uh, encounters and meetings with our senior pastor, or at this time now, our founding pastor, Dennis right. Rouse. Yeah. And uh, he asked me to consider coming on to serve uh, at some point. And so, uh, you know, after resisting him for about three years, uh, <laughs> I finally said, uh, I think God's made it clear about what I should be doing, Pastor. And so uh, the transition from IT to ministry, and, and see, I've always tried to kind of psych myself out, Corey, because IT is information technology. I'm still right. in IT, but that's called inspirational theology. Ah, so, I so see I, what you did So there. I'm still an IT I guy, see, if you yeah, get that right. I got you know? it, yeah. So, uh, so no, but I love what I get to do, and, uh, you know, I really felt like even when I was in the marketplace, yeah. I was ministering. And so now to come into vocational full-time ministry, it's it's a different aspect of it. And so uh, it's just been an honor to be a part of Victory, to meet uh, young cats like yourself and uh, <laughs> seeing what you guys get to do and, and, and just watching you grow and thrive. And and even as Leadwell, uh, this aspect of Victory has been growing. It's just, just it's been really just a great to watch and now to be a part of it today. Awesome. That's, that's amazing. So Today, you know, I wanted to talk to you about something that I feel like you're very familiar with. For those who don't know Pastor Pastor uh, Olin, he just walks around with this this aura of calm and chill and I would dare say cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> like I would dare say that. He is just one of the chillest, coolest, uh, older men that I know in, in my life. And so I wanted to talk to you today about leading with peace or mm. leading in peace, leading from peace. But the, the key word there being peace, mm. um, because I've watched you over the last three years that I've been here at Victory and you are always cool, calm and collected, you know? <laughs> and so as a leader who leads hundreds and maybe sometimes thousands of people, um, I would love to just talk to you about, you know, why you feel it's important 
to uh, bring that sense of peace in every environment that you seem to, to step in when wow. you are leading? Wow. Well, Corey, first of all, let's think about the context of your question. You're okay. asking that at the end of this year called 2020. Ooh, look. Right? Man. And um, this year, if there's a word that doesn't characterize this year. <laughs> <laughs> it is not peace. <laughs> it's not peace, is right. it? Right. Right. Um, and uh, as a church, you've been here as we have attempted to navigate, you know, this whole entire year. And I think about uh, even in the context of our organization, uh, we started off uh, uh, with a bang, with a with a wonderful entry, uh, at, and as a church, uh, our church has customarily done what's called uh, a season of prayer and fasting. And, right. I, and I recall we kicked off that year with an amazing celebration to launch off into the year to set our focus and direction. And uh, then all of a sudden, in March hit, right? <laughs> like things changed. Up. Yeah. And so I think Corey, to your 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 point, you really find out if you're walking in peace when you have seasons and opportunities like this we've had opportunities in this entire year to say okay god are you really my peace yeah. and what does peace look like and how can i still walk in peace when the circumstances are totally to the contrary okay yeah. and i and I, if you would uh you know go back into the uh olin archives if you will i mean <laughs> if, if you think if i gave you just a little snippet i mean um I think part of how I'm able to walk in this season and really with, I would say, the pattern of my life, it would really be stemmed from how I grew up. I mean, my parents were educators, uh, but they were peaceful people. So I grew up in this home where I never heard my dad, you know, raise my voice at my mom, right, or vice versa. You know, I didn't. So so that contributes to the fact that uh, things that aren't peaceful are kind of foreign to how I'm wired, right? Mm. Now, that's funny that I say that because my wife is the total opposite. You know, she she is <laughs> she is very verbal and, and very boisterous. You know, I'm 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 the guy that if I need something from her and she sees the other, other part of the house, I'll walk to that room and say, hey, can I get you? Oh, really? And she'll say, oh, man, wherever she is, right? You know, so <laughs> so, so we're wired differently. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, so I, that's just how I kind of came up and, and grew up. But when I think about this season, uh, beyond how you grow up, now you got to think about how you show up. Right, right, right. And I think in this season, one of the things that's helped me to, to navigate peace is uh, two words, and you and I were having just a little bit of a dialogue before we started this. Uh, you know, the older you get, you got to keep things simple because your brain can't function like it was when, I'm, when I was young like you, Corey, so yeah. now i got to simplify <laughs> things. And the thing that really helps me to walk in peace in days like this are two words. Uh, the first word would have to be thanksgiving, mm. thanksgiving. And from a, from a biblical perspective, you know, what gives me confidence in that is uh, the words of Paul in Thessalonians where he says uh, that in everything, not some things, not the things you like, uh, not the things that go well with you, but in everything give thanks for this is the will of God and Christ Jesus concerning you. Right. And, and then that you means me. So I can't let my peace be dependent upon what other folks are or are not doing. I get to choose to give thanks. And, and, and why that's important uh, Corey, and you've heard this before, that uh, having gratitude is an important attitude. Yeah. And when I choose to be grateful uh, for things, it, it, it changes everything. And, and um, th there's some people that even, um, I'll say, not due to, to COVID or unemployment or health challenges or relationship challenges or financial challenges, those are definitely things that can stir up your life and, and disturb your peace. For sure. 
but I think that, uh, you know, that there are a lot of people that um, when, when they encounter this, uh, encounter life that uh, they are always, uh, I mean, things may be going well, but here's one thing that I've found that disturbs people's peace. It's often this thing called comparison. Ooh. And so um, if someone rolls up in the parking lot with a nicer car than mine, oh, yeah. all of a sudden my piece is jacked up. <laughs> yeah. Why? Uh, because we always tend to be comparing ourselves up. And, and I was just listening to something recently that said, what, hap- what would happen if we, in this whole thing about Thanksgiving that I'm talking about, if we began to say, I'm not really comparing my way up, but what if I look down and say, God, look where you've brought me from. Right. Um, in the United States, we know that uh, even people that are at the lowest level of living mm-hmm. are living better than 80, 90% of the world. Yep. But yet, we compare ourselves to the people that are above us. Yes. And so that kind of hinders your gratitude. Yep. What happens if we begin to say, and that's not downing people who don't have, but I'm saying, but Lord, I, I realize that I'm blessed to have a car. Mm. And because one of my good pastor friends in South Africa, uh, who is ministering the gospel, who lost his car months ago due to COVID and all these things. Uh, my wife and I were able to make a contribution to help him get a car. And I might get emotional when I say this, but, but, but man, me and my wife got, got more than one car. Yeah. And for him just to have a car. Yeah. He was so grateful. Yeah. And it changed it changes everything when you can have the attitude of gratitude. So so that first thing of being of being thankful is a very critical part of what brings me peace mm. and what brings joy to my life. So that's one aspect of okay. it. The, the second aspect of it would be the whole idea of trusting God, you know, and we've if if you're from a biblical perspective, then that goes back to Proverbs three where it says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and right. lean not to your understanding. And when I realize that I can put my full and total confidence and trust in God and that I don't have to figure it out, man, that brings me peace. Oh, yeah. You know, and and, <laughs> and so, it, again, those are two elements that simplify my life just by being able to say, God, I thank you and God, I trust, trust you. you. Now I can begin to walk in a, in a measure of peace, man, that just as the as the scriptures say, that passes understanding. And, so, and, and, and I'll just say this, and, and, and here's the cool thing. It passes understanding because the good news is that I ain't got to figure it out. Right. The burden's not on me to figure it out. So it just really changes how you walk. Right. So definitely walking in thankfulness, right? And, and what was the second one? Walking in? Trust. Trust, right? So as a leader who was leading others, and even thinking back to your, you know, IT days, you yeah. know, I'm sure you came up in the marketplace and seeing people who did not, or maybe having a boss or other leaders that did not necessarily lead from a, a place of peace and therefore pass that kind of anxiety or stress or, or frantic energy down to their teams, you know, and, and how does that, how have you seen that negatively impact you know, teams when you cannot lead in peace, whether it be in the church or whether it be in the marketplace. Yeah, and I think uh, there's this wonderful standard that most teams take their cue from their leader. Facts. Right? Yep. And so if the leader is anxious, if the leader is fretful, if and whatever, fill in the blank, you know, yeah. if, if the leader is exhibiting these qualities, then, then your teams can't. And so um, I guess for me, when I, as a leader, when I realized the fact that, 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 uh, I've been put in a, in a place of influence. Mm-hmm. Then I realized that uh, 
in order to have the proper influence, I have to have the right inputs into right. my own life. And so therefore, if I'm not investing time in, in the things that keep me peaceful, right, and, and that keep me whole. And by the way, you know, if, if we start breaking down the word peace, Corey, I mean, uh, for, from, from a biblical perspective, there are some cool words that relate to peace. Uh, one, of the, one aspect of peace is integrity, mm. wholeness, yep. right? Um, uh, stability, mm -hmm. right? Um, and from a team perspective, when a leader is not operating with wholeness, with integrity or health, right, that impacts their team. And so I guess what I would say to a leader right now is, hey, as you hear me saying this, what do you sense in your own life right now? What in your life do you feel that creates anxiety in your life? What creates this aspect of unsettledness in your life? And as a leader, a leader cares for those whom he or she leads. Yeah. And if you truly care about the people that you lead, then you need to care about yourself. Yes. And one of the biblical principles of, of love is that you, know, you love your neighbor how? As you love yourself. Yep. And so, Corey, that's one of the things that for me, I think that's over time, uh, when I think about in the marketplace, when uh, I would go on a sales call with one of our teams and I'd be sitting with a sales manager or a salesperson and uh, have long conversations in cars as we're going to places. And one of the things that I would find is that the brokenness of the person and um, and yet, you know, when we get to that place where we would talk to a customer, all of a sudden it would be, you know, put on the happy face, right? You know, because <laughs> yeah. I want to close this deal, right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, so I'm going to do whatever I can. Yeah. But when it comes back to leading your teams and you kind of back, you know, inside the house with the family, you yeah. know, then all these flaws show up. And so... Um, uh, I, I know we've had this mantra that says fake it till you make it, but man, um, uh, what's, it, it, it's not going to be fake it till you make it. Uh, if what's going to happen is you're going to fake it till you break it. It's right. going to happen. Yeah. Right. And, and the brokenness starts with you. Yeah. And so I went and, and say to a leader, Hey, listen, whatever it takes for you to become whole and to become what I'll call unbroken, yeah. I would encourage you to seek that. So to seek, whatever counsel would be appropriate, whatever, if it's health wise, mm -hmm. go to your doctor because let's just face it as leaders. Um, there's this thing that's called sometimes Corey, I know you know nothing about this, but it's called <laughs> lack of sleep. You know, sometimes <laughs> you, you, you too, you don't know anything about that, right? Man, but, uh, I got three daughters and a wife. I'm the only man in mm, my house. Trust. I Lord know about you. lack of sleep Lord and lack you. of other things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the whole idea is that if you're not personally healthy and whole, it, right. it, it, it hinders what you want to accomplish with your teams. Yeah. And so, so um, I, I would just go back, if you're asking what are the, some of those aspects, uh, one of the, the, the uh, thing that really I've seen the most that concerns me and that I think that can actually be changed is for you to have a true self-awareness, not just, you know, we talk about emotional self-awareness and that's important, Yeah. but what about your physical self-awareness, right? And uh, and being self-aware of, of in every aspect of your life. And so um, to make to do the best to make yourself as whole as possible so that your team can follow your lead in mm -hmm. the area of wholeness and which is a synonym for peace. So, you know, you, you hit on something that was really kind of on my heart uh, when you came in. 
um, you brought up family because, you know, when we talk about leaders, you know, we typically think about them, you know, in the marketplace or right. in, in, in the church context. But one thing that has always hit me is that those people, when they leave whatever building right. that they are leading in, right. they are still a leader in some sense, That's whether correct. they are a father or whether they are a mother or whether they are a son or a daughter. You know, they, are, they still have to go home to lead in some type of way, you know. And so the team may not be at their workplace or may not be at that church place, but it should be what their first earthly team should be, which is their family. And if you are not taking care of yourself, if you are, like you said, taking time to, to really indulge in self care, what energy are you pouring into your family? Exactly. And if it is not one of peace, then is it ones of discord? Is Come it one? On. I mean, especially during this year, I know there are plenty of families, fathers, and mothers who were not working. Right. So they could not lead in that aspect uh, that they were used to doing, and now found themselves having to lead in their house all day, every day <laughs> for seven days. Virtual learning, all that good stuff. Right. <laughs> all yeah. that, you right, know. So right. this year has just brought a totally different sense of leadership. To, to the workplace, to the working mom, to the working father that they probably had never had to experience in so long. And so I love what you said, leading with a sense of trust, knowing that, you know, our, our real strength and peace comes from God and leading from a sense of thankfulness. Because as bad as it is or bad as mm-hmm. it may be, it could be a thousand times worse. I tell my kids all the time when they're complaining about something, do you know how many children Come on around this world right. would trade places with you right. in an instant? Right. In an instant. Right. And so I, I, I think that's, 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 so, that's so good. Um, so let me ask you, so what do you personally kind of do, you know, or when you are trying to speak into a leader about any kind of practical things that they can do to walk in peace and, and walk in trust so that they can lead others, whether it be at the workplace, church place, or in their family. Well, Corey, if you've been around, around me a little bit, you know that I actually uh, love these things called acrostics and acronyms, right? And so, <laughs> yeah. so, so today, if you're talking to me about peace and talking about that, I actually, I was praying about that. I said, well, Lord, what if I were to leave something that's somewhat practical that when they when people say the word peace, yep. they could actually like walk through something. What would that look like? Okay. So, so, so would you mind if I just kind of just oh, step, go for step through something a little go bit there? It. And so um, if I spelled, the last time I spelled the word peace, it was P-E-A-C-E. I think that's how you spell it, right? Yes. So, okay, P-E-A-C-E. right. So the first letter was P. And now, given the fact that we're in a church environment, could you guess maybe what the first letter, what that P could stand for, you know? Uh, people? Uh, people Uh-oh. could be good. Verb, try a verb, oh, uh, some, uh, something that church folk do that begins with a P, Corey. Praise. Hey, hey or come you, on, one you, point. You, you, you're a worship person, <laughs> yeah. but, but, and I'm going to show I'm going to say pray. How about that? Pray, right? okay. Hey, right. that, that, that part. <laughs> pray and praise, you know, that all yes. goes together, right? Pray. But but the whole aspect of, of, of peace uh, can start with prayer. And, That's good. And uh, it goes back to something that uh, a familiar passage in Philippians where it says that we should be anxious for nothing or, or mm. says, don't worry about anything, but pray about pray. everything, everything. Yep. right? And that sounds like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the person in the marketplace, uh, it's kind of like, I mean, okay, yeah, that's right for church, but why do I need to pray about things that happen in the workplace? Mm. Well, uh, again, I, uh, I, I I was a person of faith. I mean, I've been a follower of Christ for 44 years. And yeah. so even when I was in the marketplace, uh, prayer was so important. And I could tell story after story about how mm. God changed things in my daily 
activities in the marketplace because I simply said, God, I don't know the answer to this thing, right? Yep. And and I refuse to try to figure it out on my own, so I'm just simply going to pray. And uh, we often talk about prayer, but here's the deal, Corey. I don't know about you, but sometimes I find that uh, if I'm not careful, uh, the word pray tends to go one way. In other words, it's just me saying, yo, God, and yep. I'm just talking, and it's, and it's a monologue. Yeah. Prayer is designed to be a dialogue. Yeah. And so praying talks about talking and listening. And so I would just simply say, how do you begin to have peace? Yeah, you acknowledge through talking, but then God answers when you listen. Yeah. Please, uh, and I say that I'm saying this to myself, not just to the people who are listening, but when we pray, we have to not only talk, but listen and create time for God to speak. And and here's here's the other aspect that I love about prayer. Uh, God may not answer you in that 30 seconds or that five minute time that you have. He may answer you later that day or later next week. Yeah. But the aspect of, of peaceful peace in your prayer comes with the aspect that you're expecting him to answer. Right. So that's the P aspect that what, what does the E stand for in peace? It would be the whole aspect of engaging in God's word daily, that's good. you know, and you didn't hear me say read God, God's word daily. And because, because anyway, peace didn't start PR anyway, it's PE. So I had to say engage, um, <laughs> but engaging, which means not just reading something to check the box, uh, but reading in a way that your heart is engaged in God's word. And, and, and that there's, uh, um, I, I, I guess what happens is sometimes if, we, if we're not careful, Corey, we can function in a transactional kind of way, you know, and our relationship with God is, is something that's continuous. Right. And so uh, when I say engaging God's word daily, you know, one of the things, and Corey, you, you may have been a part of this in our team, we've been doing something uh, that's really engages you in God's word. And it's something that we've done called SOAP. Are you familiar with oh, yeah. that? Yep. Right. And the 30-second uh, description of SOAP is, SOAP was a kind of journaling devotional strategy uh, developed by a by Pastor Wayne Cordero. He wrote a book called The Divine Mentor, if you want to read more about that in detail. But in essence, what SOAP stands for, it's another uh, acrostic, which uh, stands for uh, scripture, observation, application, and prayer. And, yeah. and, and it just simply is a way to engage you in God's word. And so that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to belabor the point, but Google soap and Wayne Cordero, and you'll yeah. find some great ways to help engage you in God's word. Because here, here, here's the point. If, if you, uh, when you're engaged in God's word, that means that you want to be engaged in, in not just in reading, but obeying and living it out. Right. And if you're half-heartedly approaching God's word, then you're going to half-heartedly live it out. That's fact. And guess what? You're not going to have the peace that God has for you. So the A in, in peace in my acrostic says, hey, ask God for the things that are, or, or ask God to show you what's causing unrest in your life. Mm. And a lot of times, a lot of times we just, we just, again, we just keep, going and going and going. I can't figure out, have you stopped long enough to ask God, Lord, what, why is it that I feel this way about this business deal? Why is it that I feel this <laughs> way about what I just said to my son or my daughter? Why, uh, why do I feel this way um, about the sermon I just heard? So, so stop and ask God why. And again, uh, this goes back just to the whole aspect of the, of the fact that when you have a relationship with someone, right, yeah. it's not just one way. So I get to listen to what God has to say about it. The, 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 the C in peace, Corey, uh, really goes back to the word choose. And it says it means to choose to receive God's peace. And, and it goes back uh, to what Jesus said in John 14. That he, said, he said that my peace I leave with you, not as the world gives, I give to you. And then he says, let not your heart 
be trouble. In other words, he, he, he didn't say, well, you don't have any control over your heart. No, you do. He says, you do not let your heart be, be troubled. So when these things that come up to disturb us, and uns- we have a choice, yes. Corey. Yep. We do. We get to choose. Am I going to choose to be anxious? Am I going to be choose to be mad? Or am I going to choose peace? Mm. Right. Uh, the last part, and then I'll shut my mouth and let you talk some more. You good? Uh, is, is the e? The last e is means to exercise faith and trust in God daily. So I mean, after you do those other other four things, you got to walk this thing out, right? And it's something that you grow in over time. And so, for anyone who's walking through a challenge right now, um, it's going to take time for you to to have this manifest strongly in your life. But I just hope that just for the moment that we've talked about peace, if you think about it, and if you think about peace, the aspect, again, means to pray, engage, ask God, choose to receive his peace, and to exercise faith and trust daily. Hopefully, that's something that gives you some action steps as it relates to peace to help you begin to experience it in a unique way and in a personal way for yourself. That's so good. So, P, prayer. Yeah. E, Engage with the word, right? Yep. A, ask God to, I love that one. Ask, ask God to show us what's causing the lack of peace. What's the root? Yeah. yeah. What's, yeah, yeah. What, what's causing it? Mm-hmm. See, choose to receive peace because you're right. It is a choice. I can choose to dwell on all of this negativity or I can choose to dwell on the things that are not going as bad, right? Right. right. And then exercise faith and trust in God. Exercise faith and trust in God. I think for me personally, that sometimes is the the harder one. It's yeah. the daily application, right. or just maybe maybe it's because when I think of the word exercise, I think of physical exercise, <laughs> and I struggle with that. So <laughs> it's the daily discipline yeah. and application right. of doing something to get stronger in an area. Right. And it's the same way with our faith. If if daily we are exercising, all right, I could worry about this, but instead I'm gonna choose to trust you. That's it. That's that bicep is just getting stronger and stronger, That's and it. every day. It just gets better and better. And it be- I think it becomes easier Correct. to trust God, you know, when you apply that every single day. Exactly. That's good, man. Cool. So, okay, you've given great kind of big picture ideas about, you know, how you can lead others and help them to walk in peace. But let's keep it real. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yes, sir. I know there are some things that probably rustle Olin's feathers. Sure. That get you heated. Yes. You know, Um how, when you are having that conversation or you see something on the television or you hear something on the radio that's just like, it just like gets you, how do you, like, what are the steps you take to kind of get back to your centering? You know, I mean, because we are emotional beings. We, we cannot help that. We feel what we feel. That's right. And if something upset, upsets us, then it is what it is. I, I used to tell my wife all the time, I can't, I can't change what you feel once you have felt it. Like that's once right. it has hit you, it's already there. All I can, and me trying to change that feeling probably just makes it worse, yeah. you know? Yeah. So all I can yeah. do at that time is try to understand. But when you have felt that feeling of anger mm-hmm. or of lack of peace or something that's just bubbling you, how do you come back to your center? Interesting you say that. So um, the thing in recent uh, months, I would tell you that has helped me to navigate that is, and Another corny acrostic. Here it goes. It's called SNAP. Dr. Snap. Dr. Ian Cron, those of you who have ever done the Enneagram, have you ever done your Enneagram? I have. I'm okay. a two. You're a two. Okay. Yeah. I'm, a, I, so, so, I'm a helper. So guess what? You, you, 
you find it hard to believe, but I'm a nine. I'm a peacemaker, right? I mean, so, that, so I guess it <laughs> flows, right? Yeah, it works yeah. out that way, right? Yeah. Um, but Dr. Cron had a, a wonderful acrostic called SNAP that says, hey, listen, when, when you're walking through something in life that d- is disturbing to you, he, he, he uses this, and it's been helpful to me, but the S in SNAP means to stop. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, hold up. Uh, before you go running down the road and, try, and trying to figure it out, why don't you stop? Right. And then the, the N in SNAP means to notice. Notice how you're feeling. You know, it, it, what's mm. what's happening in that moment? What what was just said that triggered you, or what was it that was? I mean, pay attention to, to those things because those are real real, real cues. Um, and then you you ask yourself some questions, you know. Um, and one of the questions you ask yourself is, okay, um, do I really believe the thing that was just said? I mean, w- w- in other words, was it truthful or not? Right. Uh, I mean, wh- wh- where does that stand? Um, the next thing you ask yourself is, okay. Um, do I choose to now hold on to that truth or do I choose to let it go? Right. Right. Because what, what would happen if I let go of that thing that triggered me? I mean, do I need to carry this thing around? Mm. I mean, because some of us, we, when we just carry that thing and, 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 and God's saying, hey, man, drop this thing. Right. Yep. Why, why are you carrying it? Right. You know, mm. and, um, and and so, so really you got to find out, is it true? Is it something that, that I should uh, let go? And then how would my life be different if I chose to let this go, right? So, so now, now, now you're visualizing. Wow, I, I, I again it goes back to choosing, Corey. Right? We all have a choice in those things, but I can't do that uh, a- aspect of of asking those questions until I stop and notice. And most of us are running so fast till we don't stop and notice. So right. stop, notice, ask, yes. and then then the word for 2020, the P word. It isn't pray this time. It's the pivot word, Ooh, right? Pivot. P- pivot. Yeah. Once I have stopped and noticed and asked myself these questions, now I get it. I get to do something different, right? Yeah. Yep. Can I? Do I need to keep doing the same old thing? Yeah. Or do I make a change, yeah. right? I mean, and so that goes, Corey. For example, if the thing that was said to me, and uh, uh, maybe after my asking these questions, this is something that uh, it's a principle. I mean, it. it I, I don't need to make a change, uh, but now that I've stopped and evaluated, I know I need to, uh, it may not be a pivot. P might mean press on. Facts. Right? Yeah. So now that I've evaluated, I can choose to make a decision with that. And so uh, that's what I've just learned in this season, that um, everything is just so high-paced and fast-paced, mm-hmm. and um, you got to go, got to go, got to go. I had, yesterday we were with, had an off-site team meeting with uh, one of our teams here at Victory, and although we walked into this uh, gathering with an agenda, yeah, uh, when we got together, and, and here's, here's something that I've learned over time uh, that uh, this phrase for me means a lot, is that proximity brings revelation. Yeah. What do I mean by that? You can plan all that you want to, but until you get into that space, get in it. Yep. now you realize, oh, that ain't going to work. Yep. Right. I need to do something different. And so... Um, what we learned is just the whole idea of slowing down, Corey, is something that really can help to bring us peace. Because um, what I found is that many times, uh, even in our organization, and I've been in other organizations, where you're in such a, uh, you're excited about the future. And Corey, have you ever been at the top of the hill and ran downhill, and and <laughs> and you start running while you're running, and all of a sudden, yeah. do you find that kind of hard to stop sometimes? Yeah, you lose control. You're just running, right? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like many times, uh, what's happening in our in our culture today, but also what's happening in our personal lives is we are running downhill, man. Mm. And it's kind of like, 
I just can't stop. I, I'm, and I'm, I'm not even sure why I'm running, but I'm running, right? I got yeah. all this momentum. And if you don't stop and slow down, man, yeah. you, you can't have that piece. So, so I, 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 Or you crash and hurt yourself. I, I, there's the, that, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the scary part. Right. And, yeah. and, uh, so, so I attribute, uh, if you ask me, how do you navigate things today? That, that snap uh, principle to me is something that can be helpful. And, you know, something that I do right, right now, for example, on my, cause I'm an engineer gadget geek kind of a deal person that my, my watch has this hourly, uh, vibration, uh, and every, and I've, and what I've kind of trained myself to do is that when that top of the hour, when that, when my watch vibrates, I've, I learned to ask myself a question. So, uh, and this goes really, really to a biblical perspective in this moment, right? When that watch vibrated in this moment, am I walking in the spirit or am I walking in my flesh? What's happening? I mean, I mean, what's going on right now? Because, mm. um, and just, it's, it's, so, so it's a, it's a, it's a ongoing reminder. So in other words, what I say that to say this thing, peace is not this thing that I, okay, I heard the message on Sunday and now next Sunday I'll get some more peace. Oh, come on. I get to choose. It goes back to mm-hmm. choosing. Yeah. I get to choose every hour of my waking moment of a day. Hey, how am I choosing to roll? How am right. I choosing to, to make my next steps? How am I choosing to make decisions? Or another way that I would say that Corey, that's been insightful for me personally, it may not resonate with everybody, but Many people in the church have heard walk in the spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe a different way of saying that they, for me that's had more depth in recent days is am I living? Because when, when, when Jesus comes to live in your life, his spirit comes to live inside of you. And now you have his nature mm-hmm. inside of us. So my question that I really more appropriately ask myself in recent weeks and months is, am I in this moment when this little buzzer goes off at the top of the hour, am I living from my divine nature in this moment? Mm-hmm. And what that changes, Corey, is that sometimes when we say walk in the spirit, okay, what do I have to do? It's that striving thing. You know, what do I have to do to change? Or because Jesus lives through me, am I allowing him to bring peace? Right. Am I allowing him to bring wisdom? Right. Am, what am I allowing him to bring in this moment? And so, again, um, what, you, you know, uh, John Maxwell said that we get to experience our destiny by what we choose daily, right? So, in other words, uh, I would just encourage us, whoever's listening to find a way that whether it's your hourly chime on your watch or whether it's something that can remind you more consistently, more frequently, mm-hmm. Hey, how do I live this thing out? I just don't want to hear a message once a week or hear something just when I wake up in the morning, you know, hear from God in the morning and hear from the devil the rest of the day. Right. I mean, you right, know, right. How, how do I bring this into something consistent and systematic that helps to really transform how I live my life? Yeah, I think about, you know, what you said in that moment when your vi- the your watch vibrates and it makes you ask yourself that question, am I am I living, am I choosing to live in peace or being led by the spirit or mm-hmm. living in being led by my flesh? And I think about, you know, maybe someone listening who may not have that church context, exactly. and, but you know, even if you're at work and emails are coming in and all the stress is coming in and when that vibration happens, Am I choosing to live in the peace that I could attain and that I can choose to have? Or am I choosing to live in the conflict that is bombarding me through all of this work? And I think even even if you are 
in a, a, a situation or, or a situation that is, can be a little conflicting, mm-hmm. you still don't have to lead from anger. You still right. don't have to lead from rage. Exactly. You don't have to lead from anything that is negative. You right. can still lead in a peaceful way That's right. um, that still gets your point across right. and that still defends whatever, you know, position that you are in. Um, and, and, but you, like you said, it, it's a choice. And even greater, if you if you are familiar with Jesus and you Correct. know that, you know that John 14 and, and 7 tells us, 27 tells us that he left his peace with us. That's right. Like it's right here it's for our choosing. It's there. But it's like this water bottle that's on the table. I left this for you, but it's up to you to choose to take it and drink it. Exactly. Yeah, man. It's it's all a choice. It is. This is good, man. <laughs> I, we, <laughs> we can go on and on and on. Yes, but sir. I'm going to have to start to bring it to a close. But I sure. do want to ask you one one thing. Yes. It's a little off topic, but it's kind of fun for me at least. Okay. Tell us one fun thing that Olin Holly does to bring peace and joy and happiness to himself. So one of the things I love to do, um, I love to fly drones. Really? And uh, I've been flying drones now for about three years. And again, this goes back to my propeller head geek, you know, kind of a deal. <laughs> I, I, I love uh, technology. And um, one of the things that I just love to do is, uh, on my day off or when I get home from work, I mean, if the sun is still up, uh, just to go take my drone up and just to take it up to several hundred feet high and just to see God's wow. earth. And, and here's what the drone does for me, Corey. It helps me to get a new perspective mm. on familiar places. That's good. <laughs> Dr- I, I love getting a different perspective. And so uh, I never forget what, you know, my, my son was, would teach me about, Dad, why do you like that drone? I said, well, uh, I, I, I showed him a picture of a place that he goes all the time. He said, where is that? I said, well, that's that place you always, he, that's the same place, Dad? Wow. Yes, but you're seeing it from 400 feet up. Wow. As opposed to seeing it on the ground. Yeah. He's like, well, I didn't like that place all that much, but that's beautiful. I'm like, yeah, it's amazing how you have a different perspective on yeah. things that are familiar. So for me, flying drones and just going different places, and we're in a beautiful place called North Georgia, right? You know, that right. uh, there's so many, and this is the fall season and seeing all the beautiful leaves changing. And so just being able to see uh, what God has created from a different way. And, and guess what, Corey, that just plays into this whole aspect of peace. Uh, I'll, I'll close with this. With, with regards to, um, you know, sometimes... Um, when we have conflict with people, you know, and we didn't haven't ex- explicitly talked about this, but um, we have conflict with people, and we get upset, and we have um, arguments, and and what happens is um, we don't often have the perspective of what that other person is going through. Right. We don't have their perspective. We don't. And so we're thinking, well, why in the world are they responding to me that way? And we don't know what's going on in their personal life, in their health, in their relationships, in their finances, who they just had a meeting with. You know, I mean, and so we just have written them off or maybe to use the word that we use today, we canceled Cancel them. them, right. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And how many of you know that uh, canceling and peace don't correspond? They don't. Right? Mm-mm. I mean, you, you, I mean, when you cancel, you sever something, right? You, uh, if peace is about integrity, right? I mean, something that's whole, when you cancel it, man, I mean, you're 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 almost um, obliterating them. Right? You're, you're saying you don't even exist. It's right. kind of like, whoa, what's yeah. up with that? So, yeah. so I, that's all I'll say is that with regards to you know, in this cancel culture, man, um, uh, hopefully peace can be a transforming kind of a thing for people who have maybe fallen into that right now because uh, it's it's so easy to to camp in one place or another. And uh, 
having a different perspective can change uh, relationships. It can change uh, your effectiveness in the workplace, in marketplace, in ministry. Uh, it changes so many things. So I, I, I just hope that, you know, today that as we've talked about peace, there have been some things that maybe have been some practical pointers and some things that would really help people to experience it in whatever relationship and aspect and sphere that God's called them to walk in. For sure. I, I know I got mine. <laughs> Find my drone. There you go. For me. Like, I go. mean, it may not be actually physical drones, but whatever that thing is that allows us to disconnect and, and quiet the noise That's and it. the craziness of the world that gives us a different perspective that yep. allows us to pull back from all of the stuff that we are just immersed in and just see the beauty yeah. of where God has us. Find, find my drone. That's me right there. <laughs> Pastor <laughs> Oh, I appreciate you, man. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being here. And thank everybody for listening to Lead Well today. You can check out our site for previous episodes and discussion guides. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Lead Well People. And look, we look to look for <laughs> and look. I'm looking, yes. You looking? I'm looking. I see you. I see you, brother. <laughs> we hope to have you here next time on Lead Well. Pastor O, again, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for the invitation, Corey. Take care, Al. Thank you. Thank you.